How's it going, Will? Going what have you been up to? I mean, Taff, Taff just finished. So yeah. just been up to Taff. But other than that, we're about, to, we're about to go back to Miami for a month. Do you still have family in Miami? Yeah, mom, mom, brother, okay. and sister are, are still in Miami holding it down. And nice. Dad's in, dad's in Taiwan full-time okay. living his best life. So Yeah, living a safe life as well. He took my grandpa to a Starbucks. Not wearing any masks. They're just they're good. One of the Xingba Kus. I guess. That's what they call it over there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the dream right now. That's Ever since like March, my dreams have gotten lower and lower. <laughs> All I want right now is a Starbucks coffee. That's how much my standards have fallen since the start of this whole terrible pandemic what are you gonna do in florida in miami oh we have family business down there so i'm gonna go back down to try to manage a few projects cool. uh for about a month and then i'm taking shannon with me oh nice and then uh we'll try to be back yeah well, i mean we're trying to we don't want to be that away that long true so we'll be back in september but so you said you're leaving in uh the 15th the 25th so i got 15 more days maybe we'll stop by drop something off for you man do a do a yeah. social distance i uh, definitely want to see you some in some way or shape or form before i mean we're gonna try to like swing by taiwan like at some point this year hopefully so if we do we yeah. will go watch baseball let's watch some taiwan, baseball sir. let's uh let's eat some food do they have like a, like night market stalls in the stadium like how's Ooh. How do they Yo. do food? Or is it just like a typical greasy, overpriced American stadium food? Oh, or like It's been a while since I've been to a baseball game in Taiwan. I don't remember, actually. I guess we have to find out when we go next time. Well, okay. It took me like three years of going to TAF, like before I realized like uh, your advisors, uh, like your, um, the, the Cocos, the um, that Coco system, I, like it took me three years to realize like your kids were actually running, uh, mm. facilitating workshops and stuff like that. Like it blew my mm. mind. I just thought, I just thought like they had, were volunteering to be part of like said workshop or something like that. But like, right, yeah, right. it took me, it took me a while. And then it was just like, oh, when was oh. your first year? First year was like 20, 20, 2011. 2011. Okay. 2011. Yeah. So. Have you missed a TAF since then? I haven't. I was supposed to. I was supposed to retire and, and be put out to pasture but two years ago. Holding you back. Because we want you back, Will. You no, I've just been like, because Shannon, without... Shannon became PED. True, true. Yeah. But we can't have tap without the legendary Will Liu. No, you gotta like, you gotta take a step back and then like leave space for, you know, the next crop. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the LA. Uh, forest burning down every summer it's that same <laughs> cycle it's like what tree becomes too overgrown to the point where it's, it's suffocating sure sure know, the forest and then the fire just just well, raises man. it all down so that the the saplings may may well, grow man, i mean you never felt su- suffocating so i think you haven't been to a staff fine. meeting i am i just take it too much i take up too much air whichever me, ones me like, and erica lee were pds it was like no one no one ever got to say anything like really talking all the time yeah man bad when i think of great leaders that taff has ever had i think i don't think of you and i think of erica i think of there's so many like pds that set the table for us to kind of just reap the benefits we just timing was just kind of on our side like sharing emmeline sherry and emmeline just like the first dose of like response like mm-hmm. adults who who trusted a bunch of young kids who kind of like 
like because like what list my group just came in all at the same time we really hadn't done true, and, true. uh but emmeline and sherry just empowered us so much to just try just try like there's no rules there's like nothing no there's no expectations for us mm-hmm. to just try and explore and then johnny and april and, and then steve shea as well like they just continued a tradition where like people of our generation were pds mm-hmm. so you weren't under this pressure that like didn't feel like corporate you know what i'm saying didn't feel like Right, didn't feel right. rote. It didn't feel oh, there's too many processes right, um, right. in place. So we just had a uh, we had a lot of freedom to just kind of develop and, and yeah. you know grow the program from inside out. So just luck. Sure, I mean I, I'm sure uh, luck has something to do with it, but also no your lo- your knowledge and skill have a lot to do with it too. And I, I like that you uh, you also named all the trailblazers before you that laid the foundation for you to have be able to have. This position and be able to have uh, this ability to you know plan programming for the juniors juniors program. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to remember people that have helped you in the past. I find it akin to like when your youth campers when they become counselors, they can list off, they can list off all their youth advisors, all their JH counselors, yeah, yeah. like that that they that they um, were in, were in small groups with, you know. And I think I feel it's the same way. Like when someone someone just trusts you and believes in you and just affirms you and empowers you in a way that you don't get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or else it's just like it's a mind leech man that's a parasite it just digs into your your nerve stem it's never gonna leave you know being so, I, I, I get it is it one of those like bong joon ho parasites <laughs> yes i go <laughs> so many ways being <laughs> is, is the house taff is that what we're talking about yeah the house is taff you know um, oh no uh <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to get at. Garver is the seller. I stayed at Garver the first time being last year. Really? Like, Why? I was in labs. I was in labs. Oh, you were in labs. So, okay, right. So I've I just been spoiled staying in Oakwood for like nine years. Yeah. How yeah. do you guys do that? That's like, wait a second. Like, I've only been there for two years. So even when I was a, uh, a youth camper, mm-hmm. we were still at Hellman. Oh. That was when TAF was still pretty small. So we, we were still able to fit into two yeah. rooms. Uh, yeah, even when I was a JH counselor, they were in Oakwood. Oakwood again, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I've been there for two years. You know, so it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. You know, it, it, I feel like it's just a, a regular college experience. It's true. Yeah, Purdue freshman dorm, pretty much uh, a dungeon okay. as well. Yeah, that was UIUC for you guys. The dorms? Yeah, they rejected me, so I wouldn't know. I uh, I actually did not live in the dorms because I transferred from Taiwan. My first year, my, my freshman year was in Taiwan, Ooh. and I lived in the dorm there. Uh, and then when I transferred to U of I, I already already had that you know dorm credit. You didn't have to. Yeah, so oh. I didn't have to live in the dorm. But I still had to go four years of college because none of my credits transferred. It's just a money grab. Yeah, That's money grab. Seriously, money grab, man. Seriously, it's, it's they're swindling us and <laughs> putting more college students in debt. Yeah. But um, from what I heard, it w- the dorm rooms weren't, weren't too bad. They still had that communal bathrooms on every floor. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> I can't get over that. But Garver, I was just like, man. Yeah, All right, yeah I'm, I'm going to stop bashing Garver. I love Garver. No, I mean, I get it. Because like, you know, we're, we're adults now. We shouldn't be showering in these, in these, <laughs> in these places. <laughs> I mean, the suites in Oakwood are not that like, you're like, yeah, you get a suite between um, two rooms, but then you got to share like, mm. Yeah, like I think counselors share three, six boys to one bathroom. Mm-hmm. Man, it'd get gnarly in there. Absolutely. By 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 Thursday, water wouldn't drain. 
you'd shower yeah. and the water would be like at your calf, like it wouldn't go down. Right, right. So you just keep on adding to it. Yeah. No one replaces the toilet paper. That's true. So you said you went to college in Notre Dame? No, they rejected me too. I got rejected by like 16 schools. Bang. Oh, wait, where did you go? Purdue. You went to Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. Rolling admissions was not my uh was not my vanilla chocolate strawberry it was like a, a hail mary at that point hey man purdue's a good school well i mean i didn't know it was a good school but until like i applied and my dad's like my dad was pretty strict my dad was all about the u.s news rankings you know, mm. about mm. those annual rankings and like okay you have to you have to hit top 40 or else you know you're going to the local university and i mean purdue wasn't on the top 50 much less top 70 but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i got in and my dad's like oh yeah purdue yeah, a lot of Taiwanese <laughs> people know for okay, you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, this is engineering school, but um, then wait, I wait. found that out because then I went to the liberal arts program. They're like, oh, this looks severely underfunded. What's happening? So, what do you study? So, sociology, right? So, sociology uh, and uh, Asian American studies. Oh, okay, okay. Let's talk about that later. Okay. Let's talk about. I want to talk about your dad a little bit with his oh. um, preference for your going to a top forty college program. Okay. Do you think, and I think this relates to how, you know, Taiwanese Americans were raised. Um, How strict were they in, you know, getting to a top college program? I was lucky because I was the the youngest. So I had like, I had my older brother, my big sister. So they acted as a, they acted as like a crash barrier um, for my parents' expectations. So my my parents' expectations gradually got whittled down when it got to my turn. Nice, nice. Um, I feel the thankful. same way because I have two older sisters. I feel <laughs> and like, yeah, so like big big brother, big sister, Bosco, Jessica, they're, they're both um, infinitely smarter and more capable than me. And uh, they got into oh, the very good schools. Stop it. And uh, so when it got to me, they were just like, they were just like, well, we'll see. Um, so I wasn't under that much pressure, thankfully. Uh-huh. But, you know, I did, there were expectations. There were like, yeah, like you really need to, you know, all this is for you to get a good education at some place well known mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, you can stand on your own two feet, you know, sure, once, sure. once you're an adult. Because my dad is big on that. You know that Confucius saying thing? The, the millions of them. Gosh, the Before. one that they say in Taiwan when you hit 30 is when you hit 30, it's the sound. Like you hit 30, you have to be able to stand on your own two feet. And it's actually part of like a bigger thing where it's like, yeah, you hit but, 20 when you hit 30 when you hit 40 when you hit 50 yeah but people don't live as long back then oh, yeah, that's true <laughs> yeah it looks like what 50 that was like half their age already for us that's like 45 yeah okay yeah. i'll take that <laughs> yeah so you know you're fine you're so pleasant to talk to being my gosh <laughs> if i only had you when i was a high schooler and could angle all my all my trauma <laughs> so you went to Purdue. Where did your older siblings go? I mean, Jessica, she went to New York University, and then mm. Bosco, he went to Northwestern University. Oh, okay, yeah, both pretty good schools. Um, do you think like, well, so after going to college, after graduating from college, do you think yeah. that rankings really matter now? Forget what your, what your dad said. Like, yeah. Does ranking really matter? I mean, me and Shan, me and Shan have talked about it because um, we're just kind of wired that way. Like we're all just like mm-hmm. already talking about like parenting and and like we're just setting expectations for what we want to do with our kids because you know in her in her family situation there wasn't that much pre- there wasn't like that type of tiger parent asian american first-gen immigrant pressure for your kids mm-hmm. to succeed um and you know what she she turned out fine she's good like shannon like smart capable independent like needs no man i mean needs no partner whatsoever lived in taiwan so, for so, yeah, so many was, years by herself right taiwan tennessee chicago like 
was good. And, you know, I'm, I graduated, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Mama's boy lived with my parents. Not that it's a bad thing, but, you know, I couldn't find a position in, in, in the Midwest. So I'm going to went back mm-hmm. home to Miami and, you know, just needed to have to kind of uh, be able to, to, to stand on my own and, and, and feel affirmed, feel worthy um, to, to be able to be, to be independent. If that, that, if that, if that makes sense. That makes you know sense. what I'm saying? So, no. um, yeah, we've talked about it and we're just like, we would like them go to go to school, but end all be all it's, we're just gonna, we're just gonna try to provide for them and make sure that they, ha- they, you know, they have nothing for want and that they're happy is first and foremost. Right. 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 You know? Of course. Cause you know, you do the tiger parenting thing, your kid gets through, you know, school gets that job, but like, you're still dealing with, uh, you know, specs of, of, you know, childhood, you know, trauma and stuff like that. And just like, yeah, yeah. Wants to put another generation through that. So I took the place of, of an angry parent or something like that, that <laughs> they could laugh at, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, you were a comforting presence for all the campers. That, that's Shannon. That's all the other counselors. That's my co-PDs, you know, Jazz and Erica. Um, that's just the speakers that we had. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, like, you got to, yeah, yeah, I had to realize how good, you know, our program had it and how good mm-hmm. I had it that my only responsibility is to yell at kids. Like, really? Like, geez, you know <laughs> like, Louise. Not a bad you know. gig. You know, it's not like you guys, because you guys doing, you know, Coco's do all that, do, you know, some, some workshops, but you guys are also facilitating small group stuff at uh, workshop. You do ID. Like, it took me a while to figure out what ID was. Like, I didn't know what ID was because coming in, I was just a counselor. Mm-hmm. And then kind of just hearing from kids coming into to juniors and just right. like, right. oh, my juniors became youthers and they're telling me about ID. It's like, like how are you doing this in, in high school like no i know it's um you know that's why i think taf is really special for a lot of people because it's this place where you can be vulnerable and talk about your feelings yeah. and be accepted that way yeah um, i think for a lot of asian americans and taiwanese americans when they're in their own communities uh, outside of taf they might be around a lot of white people and it might you yeah. know asians are worthless or asians are not as valued so yeah. you know you'll you'll internalize that and you'll not as a valued part of this, the community that you belong to. So yeah. people come to, to be in that alternative value system. So, you know, to gain more confidence, to gain more self-worth, to be just better leaders for the community. So I think, you know, white supremacy, white supremacy has a lot to do with why we have this Taiwanese American camp in the middle of nowhere every year. I mean, I like how you, I like your phrase, the alternative value system. And like, that got me thinking, like, cause one of the, one of like kind of, not a pitfall, but kind of like a weakness. I'm oh, not a weakness. You'll find my word for me. I know you will. But just like you go to TAF, you're in this this uh, atmosphere. You're in this different realm, mm. this different dimension, really. Right, right. And you got to come out of it. And it's just like, how do you how do you keep how do you sustain how do you how do you first how does that translate over, mm-hmm. come back into this dimension into the real world or whatever. Right. Uh, and so translation and then also sustaining like because i just think that's i think that's kind of like why people come back as you know to taf as campers as counselors it's like you have you need that refresh mm-hmm. you need to dip your hand back in the well but like exactly. you know i think oh, maybe that's the next step was just like how does how does this kind of just either replace not no longer be an alternative value system just is a value system yeah you know absolutely and i think hopefully in the future taf will programming at least will be able to provide more 
of the tools to be able to um, relay the values that we have at TAF to people in other communities. Um, I think it's really possible too. You know, uh, we're, we're trying to develop more Taiwanese American programming, just oh, talk yeah. more about the Taiwanese American identity. Because, uh, you know, the Taiwanese American identity is pretty new, it's pretty fresh. Uh, it only happened after, like, during the 1970s. Uh, so it's, it's like 50 years old. Um, so I think, you know, TAP can be a real pioneer in developing this Taiwanese American studies program. Taiwanese American studies program. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd There's be a dream. Program, but like a you know series of workshops. That'd you be know. a dream, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think in TAF, like within TAF, or just you talking about like you're talking about like uh, workshopping um, uh, at different places outside of TAF during the year. Or? All of that, you know, within TAF, you develop you know a textbook or something. Um, textbook. Oh. Workshops throughout the year, right? Wouldn't that be so cool? Wow, man. Yeah, that'd be really cool um, to to jumpstart something like that. That'd be the dream, man. Because I just remember like doing the age, like Asian American Studies course at Purdue was like very new. Mm-hmm. It's not even. A, it's, I know UIUC is a major, mm-hmm. um, but Purdue they just only offering a minor. I don't. I don't even know if they still offer it. But um, so they had to do a Pan Asian type of uh, curriculum, mm-hmm. and which is cool. Yes, it broadened your horizons. You have to. You start think. You stop thinking about Asians as just you know East Asians or South Asians, Southeast Asians. Um, Southwest Asians and stuff like that um, but like I know like once like when we're going through um, text or going through a curriculum mm-hmm. and like I saw like oh this person is Taiwanese American or this anecdote is from a Taiwanese American oh we're gonna hit a slice of you know Taiwanese American history of Taiwanese ethnic Taiwanese American ethnic enclaves and you know x y or z it's just like like oh it was just like yeah, so have that feeling, that onomatopoeia of pita feeling. Oh, 